Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. What are what is your feeling with you talk about programmable money overarching as what this is? What what are your feelings about smart contracts? And can you talk a little bit about some of the opportunities for creatives? with intellectual property and kind of monetizing the things that they create on. So for instance, you being an author and uh, you not with, with something like smart contracts, would you need some of these third parties or would you be able to just some do some of these same peer to peer things, you know, direct to consumer and reap the benefits for the life of, of, of a work? Well, there's all kinds of ways that smart contracts, you know, will be used in business from, all kinds of operations, but specifically about co- content creation, you know, smart contracts coupled with NFTs, this idea of a non-fungible token, these unique- You define what that is, an NFT. It's, it's, there's talk everywhere of people, you know, a, they, a baseball card has now been digitized and it's some, some, you know, some artist did some digital. I actually know a kid that uh, made like, $75,000 and he was like, you know, 15 year old because he's been doing digital art from NFT. So can you speak to what an NFT is and, and, and then speak on Spark contracts? Like yeah. That? So an NFT is a non-fungible token. Uh, money is fungible. A Bitcoin is a Bitcoin is a Bitcoin. Uh, but NFTs are unique. They're unique items. And so they're not fungible. Uh, and so what's interesting about them is to be able to um, show ownership or guarantee ownership of an item. Um, it works really well for digital assets because it's easy to use NFTs for the digital world. Um, if you have a music, you know, if you have music or if you're an artist, what's really great about NFTs, you know, could be something like, Right now, if you're an artist and you sell a painting from a gallery, you only get paid once. But if you were able to use NFTs to to transform the um, to transfer the ownership of that art, then every time the NFT transferred, you could have smart contracts that say, "All right, you know whatever the cost was, ten percent goes back to the original artist." Right. And so tons of artists, tons of music producers, you know, anybody who has intellectual property um, in the future is going to be able to create multiple revenue streams where right now they're only paid once and, you know, people can trade their stuff and they never get to see any benefit of that. So um, I think there's a lot and, and blockchains can be used to eliminate fraud, right? Yes. Um, NFTs, you can eliminate fraud because you're guaranteed to know, you know, whoever owns the private keys of that NFT is the owner. Um, and so I think there's a lot that's going to happen over the next decade with content creation and with art uh, and, and the blockchain. So when you, when you talked about privacy in the book and kind of the importance of privacy, I, I think privacy is, I think humans are created in, in my assessment and 
that's part of fundamental because I hear people say, you know, if you're not doing anything criminal, then what, what does your privacy matter? And I, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I just think fundamentally that's part of being human is having privacy. It doesn't mean that you are doing something nefarious. It just means that you are, you're not always on. You're not, Jake can go and see his family and his friends and have the, the, the dignity of choice to sit with them and have conversations that are for them to hear. I mean, that's just life. So when you talk about using some of these services that are quote unquote free, but it seems that the users may be the product. Um, can you speak a little bit about privacy and the concerns um, based well, on where we're currently at and then what the blockchain may provide? Things like, you know, Google, Amazon, um, Facebook. I mean, these serve, you know, a third of the globe and they can fang determine stocks, the fang stocks, <laughs> fang stocks, and they, they can determine who gets to use them and not, and they get tons of data on us. We, we relinquish tons of data. Um, that can get worse and worse and worse as that data gets more and more aggregated. It's not just, uh, you know, then that starts to get, you know, Google and MasterCard created a relationship and then you're able to aggregate that data and see who, you know, more and more about a person. Um, the scary thing is, as that continues, you know, what if decisions of insurance or something um, start to get affected because they know so much about you? Um, the other thing is just Big Brother chills the discussion of a person. You just start to um, be scared to say things or, or be scared to um, express things. I mean, you can even feel it on Twitter. You don't want to say things just because there's this, you know. You can get canceled. Get, yeah, you can get canceled. From a 15, 20 year old conversation or just uh yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable that, you know, somebody said something nine years ago and, and you know, they're having to apologize for it or whatever. So you don't even want to say anything on it. Um, or if the government starts to then be able to make decisions based on information that should be private. Um, so we want to be able to have commerce where we get our privacy back. Um, with decentralization, we can be pseudonymous or more anonymous and uh, keep our own data. And we can ultimately then uh, make our own money by selling our data and, and restricting the access. Yes, you can have some, about, some of my data for some amount of time for a price. Um, you'll be able to keep your data and make more on it. And that investment theme is called Web 3.0. Um, there's a so whole- So they talked about social media like that. They said a new social media where do you where people would control basically the licensing of their data it's like you use yeah. it for this amount of time and then pull it back and there are people working on this right now yeah uh, web3 is coming and so there's it's really interesting um you know people you'll be able to you know the brave browser um you know um there are many tools that are being used um, that are creating um, the, the Web3. So Google Web3, it's, it's very interesting. Perfect. Well, 
Thank you. That's a good point for us to stop. I appreciate your time. And uh, where can people find out about you? What's next for you in, in a nutshell? For Are you are you going to tour with the book even digitally? What's going yeah. on? How can people find you and find more information about I've it? I've been doing a bunch of that. You can find me at Twitter at TradecraftJake. Um, you can find the book at ageofautonomy.com. Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter, so you can definitely find me there, TradecraftJake. Perfect. Here's the book. Uh, you want to get a hold of it. You want to go find Jake on Twitter and you want to avail yourself of this resource. I think it's a great read and I think I recommend it for people if you want to get a better understanding of crypto assets in the age of autonomy. Thank you for your time, Jake. Uh, have a great rest of your day and week. You too. Thanks so much, Andre. Take yes. care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.